foreverwest.events or at the gate. For updates, like us on Facebook at Forever West Productions for updates. What is your business worth? Have you considered buying or selling a business? Our certified valuation professionals at Harker Mellinger can help you determine the proper values in gifting, estate planning, and the purchase or sale of your business. This is Chance Harris. Harker Mellinger has been providing professional valuation services for Sheridan area businesses since 1995. Schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you. Harker Mellinger, 672-0785. Hi, I'm Sheridan Mayor Rich Bridger. Sheridan is one of the best places to call home in Wyoming with beautiful parks, fantastic pathways, and great people all surrounded by rolling hills and majestic bighorns. Let's all pitch in to keep that way. I'm here to invite you to help clean our little part of the world by participating in the annual Trees for Trash program. It's easy, it's free, and you'll receive a free Bristol Cone Pine seedling for helping out. Just bring your load of trash to the city landfill on East Ridge Road between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. to get your free tree and a smile on the way out. Let's recognize this year's Trees for Trash sponsors with a big thank you to Shared Media, ERA Carroll Realty, U.S. Bank, Wyoming Corporate Office, Landon's Greenhouse and Nursery, Sheridan County, and of course, the City of Sheridan. Mark your calendar now, Saturday, May 6, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the City Landfill for the 2023 Shared Media Trees for Trash. Ready to show your mom some love this Mother's Day? Look no further than the contest page at SheridanMedia.com. Landon's Greenhouse Nursery and Landscaping is giving one lucky mother a $250 gift certificate to the store. Imagine the smile on mama's face as she's picking out her favorite plants, flowers, and gardening supplies. Visit the contest page at SheridanMedia.com from May 1st to the 10th for your chance to enter and spoil mom this Mother's Day. Thank you to Landon's Greenhouse Nursery and Landscaping for making this sweepstakes possible. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Critters, Crafts, and Cooking 4-H Club will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse, the WIO Performing Arts and Education Center and the Civic Theater will present the Wyo Civic Theater Guild co-production of Noises Off. That's going to be happening on May 12th. And joining me in the studio this morning is the director of Noises Off, Dan Cole, and actors Aaron Autumn. Odom, thank Odom, you. Odom. And Samantha <laughs> Joe Jacob, and the executive director of the Wyo Theater, as well as the production stage manager for Noises Off, Aaron Butler. Good morning, Noises Off. Good morning. Good morning. Now, we're, uh, we're experimenting with uh, our new microphones, so we're going to be a little all over the place. I'll be running the board a little bit here. Now, Dan, I think the last play that you and I talked about, uh, Date Night. Yeah. Was that Date Night? Yeah. Hang on. 
There we go. I fixed yeah. your mic now. There yeah, we go. First date. Yeah. Okay. First date. That's yeah. what it was called. Yeah. Now, was that the first? Well, I mean, was that your directorial debut? Um, I actually did not direct that one. Um, Kelly Miller Smart did, but that okay. was the last of a play. How many have you directed? Um, I've done four. I did one in college. Um, I did Escanaba in the Moonlight um, at the Carriage House, the Underpants at the Carriage House, and this is this will be the fourth. Underpants, that's the one I think you yeah. and I talked about. Yeah. About uh, uh, all the experiences of being a director and, yeah. and how different they are from being an actor in the actual play. Yes, it's uh, very much different. Have you ever done both at the same time? No, I haven't, but... Um, it's something that I would maybe not like to undertake. It might be a little too much. <laughs> you know, I, you watch these, you know, big Hollywood stars like Clint Eastwood, and there's there's a handful of others who direct something that they're also in. And I often wonder how they can get that done. Um, it, it's just got to be not just the, the workload itself, but to direct and critique yourself along the way. Yeah, I don't honestly. I don't know how you would be able to do that. You'd almost have to like film it. I would think. Yeah, you know, and just rewatch yourself yeah, over watch and yourself. over. Take more takes than everybody yeah. else, right? Yeah. Save the film for me, right? <laughs> now, uh, it, which one do you actually like doing better, acting or directing? I find joy in both of them, but I think I like the acting side a little bit more. I feel like you have a little more control over your own destiny as yeah. far as on the acting uh, <laughs> part of it. Um, but it's also fun to try to help people grow yeah. as actors um, and be a, more of a coach. That's kind of how I feel directing is. So that's very, um, that's very fun to see people grow with your ideas. So when I was serving in the military, given my own squad, that's that's kind of the role that I decided to take. You know, you could be the sergeant that yells at everybody, but in my eyes, that never really motivated someone. You know, if you motivate someone by screaming and yelling, you're only going to get just enough motivation out of them that they don't get yelled at. So what I would ask you is, as a coach role, mentor role, uh, how do you put yourself in that role and let's say if you had somebody else who'd been acting longer than you, uh, what is what do you do to get there? Well, yeah, and that's actually kind of been a challenge with this play. Um, a lot of the other plays I've directed have been a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. um, this one's <laughs> very technical, very hard, and I've done a little bit of both yelling and trying to pick people yeah. <laughs> so, had your moments right i think we all do it's been gentle don't worry about it but, it could have been a yeah. lot worse it could have been a lot oh, yeah. worse uh, <laughs> but it, it that's actually that's a good question because that has been challenging for me with this play it's like um, we want to have fun but we want to get it done and this play is very fast very technical lots of props lots of doors lots of movement lots of blocking um, and so that has been challenging, but I think we've kind of turned the corner over the last month and really made that work. Kind of once everybody got their, their lines, their duties hammered <laughs> out, right? <laughs> yeah. And the lines are fast. It's like one word lines, like Bags, boxes, doors, sardines. Yeah, boom, 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 <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so if, if, if I wasn't doing well, or if I was doing something that you didn't like, how would you approach someone? 
sit them down behind closed doors or, or, or how do you handle that? Yeah, most definitely. Um, I've, I've done that with this play and you just kind of pull them aside and you say kindly, you know, this is what I would like to see. Give it a try. Um, the moat. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to tell you how to act, but, um, try this, Yeah, you know, like, rather than like, don't do it like this, but try it like this. And if you like it, we'll keep it. And if it's good and if it's, and we'll change it. Yeah. Now, when it comes to rehearsals, do you allow your actors to do something like that? You know, come out and try this. I I totally support that 100%. Like, that's what I would like everyone to do. And everybody's done a great job doing that, kind of making their own way and paving their own way through their characters. Um, yeah. How much time were the actors allowed to get to know their character? How much time did you allot them from the time you gave them the script or, or you cast them to the time when you said, okay, I expect you to know this person. I expect you to be this person. Yeah, um, I did that probably in December. And we had, um, we had auditions, I believe it was late January. So they kind of had a month to kind of feel their way through what they needed to do with their characters. And a lot of them just came in and like Odom, Sammy, they just came in and they knew exactly who that person was yeah. and what they were going to do with it. So it, that was pretty helpful. Now, how many people did you see uh, during the casting section of this? Oh, man, uh, probably 20 came out. Yeah, how many parts are there in the play? 10. Oh, wow. So yeah. you had to cut 50. Yeah. There were 50% of yeah, them. Yeah, about 50%. So, um, yeah, but it's a very popular play, so it's people want to come and audition. How know? tough is that? Especially in a small town. In a big it city, it's, it's easy. A big city, you, you might not ever see that person again, or right. if you do, it might be two or three productions down the road. Yeah, right. But in a small town like this, you're going to be walking by him on the street, and you're like, yep. that's the to, guy that cut me yeah, and didn't cast me. Yeah, i that a lot. So yeah. You kind of just got to throw that one in See, the that's motivation to come yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll again. show you. It doesn't phase me anymore, Floyd. I mean, you know, I, you feel bad, but... It is what it is. Yeah, because so. you're trying to create something. Here. You want the show to be the best show you can put on, so you're going to cast the best people. Uh, now, what are your other duties as director? Because someone might be sitting out there who just thinks that, you know, maybe they've only seen those videos. He sits behind the camera, and he yells and complains. Beyond that, we don't know what he does. Yeah, that's what about do you do? it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my word. word. <laughs> yeah. Is it too late to go home? <laughs> no, no, but that is a big part of it. I mean, it, you know, director's a coach. Uh, a lot of blocking, a lot of movement. You got to know where they're moving, um, especially with theater. Um, movement's integral, painting pictures. Um, you know, that's that's like one of the biggest parts of directing, I think. So even if they're standing in the wrong spot, you know, you're moving. Or what props do you have? Or yeah. where do we need to go next? Um, where are we finding comedy in these lines, which isn't always easy with with a farce like this? Like, where is the comedy? Yeah. Like, there's still lines where I, I'm going, wow, I just got that. Okay. Right. Well, we can make that way funnier now that we all are understanding actually what it means. Um, so, And, and, and in a lot of ways... Two different people could read the same line. One could be serious, yeah, and the other guy could make it a, a riot, right? And, and and a fun thing to do with lines is like don't read them like they would obviously just come off. 
try it a total opposite way. You might find twice as much comedy in that. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who don't know what Noises Off is, now Aaron and I had spoken about it uh, previously on a different appearance. Go ahead and give me a summary of the story of Noises Off. Okay. I'm, not, I, I'm sure a lot of people listening today have, have seen this play. It's a very popular play. I'm not going to give too much away for the people who haven't yeah. seen it because I want them to be shocked kind of when, because they will be if they haven't seen it. But it's a play within a play. Um, and it's breaking the fourth wall of the audience. I'm sure the audience will feel like they're a part of the play after this is over in, in some aspects. It's a play within a play. So you're watching a play of a play. So actors... That's about as best as I can do. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to give it away. I mean, I could, I could give it away. I don't, I don't, I don't want you to give it away. Yeah. And then you'll be like, oh, I know. I know what he was talking about. Yeah, so we're basically, we're watching a, a, like, we're the witness of a production that is failing. Okay, yeah, the wheels yeah, yeah. are in the process of completely falling yes. off. Okay. Yes. yes, most definitely. <laughs> so you're watching. You're watching. Um, I, I I can't say anymore. I just don't, I really don't. <laughs> no, that's I don't want to give yeah. it away for people but who haven't seen it. This is this is part of the the fun of coming to see it is understanding what I'm trying to say, which you will when when you see it. The fun <laughs> of watching, watch yeah. it, watching the wings I mean, fall. You know off. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> now, go, Gary. is this is this a musical or is this just a straight line play? This is just a straight up theater production. No music involved. Um, yeah. Oh, really? So there's not even going to be like a band in the background or anything like that. No. It's just we'll have some straight... sound cues and some soundish music. Very, but no, nothing. No songs in this one. Nope. Now. Nope. Uh, what would you say was the greatest challenge that you faced in this production? Just trying to figure out where people are coming in, moving. I mean, this is fast. This is like, and he told me not to tap on the table, but it's like <laughs> door, 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 you know? Yeah. In, out, um, props, uh, fast, one word lines, dialogue. So that was kind of, and finding the comedy in it. Yeah. Because um, it's very farcical. In nature, so did you find yourself sitting with that script and rereading those lines over and over? Yeah, and I over? read this play about ten times, easy, yeah. maybe more. So just trying uh, to find that that moment. Am I am I getting this the way that it was written? Yeah, yeah. Is, is there any place that you could go and look for that to see if maybe there is something that you're missing? Or yeah, um, they did make a movie of it. I think the oh, wow. the stage part. I think the stage productions obviously better than the movie but um you can get ideas there and kind of hear tones yeah I, hear for tones. me i think a lot of it is cadence yeah. and delivery of a line most definitely well, you yeah. know and like we were talking about before where one person says it and it's dry it's just a line yeah another person says it and i'm erupting with laughter right it all right. depends on the delivery yeah it does and like i say as far as like lines like that go sometimes it's well more times than not, it's funnier to do it the way it wouldn't be written. Yeah. You know, come up with something yeah. maybe even a little new. Yeah. Like the, you know, the opposite of how you might read it, even. What would you say you enjoyed the most about this entire experience? No, oh, my cast, easily. Um, I got the best 
people yeah. for this. Aww. And it's, it's true. I'm not, I'm not buttering bread or blowing smoke. Um, you got to convince sure. me to come back yeah. next week. Yeah, right, right, right. Sure. Yeah, I don't want you to quit. No, uh, no uh, the people, and they put just an incredible amount of um, work, time, um, thought into this. Yeah. And I really got some talented um, actors for this. So That's you guys fantastic. all really want to see this. So. All right. After the break, we're going to have more with the cast of Noises Off. You're listening to Public Pulse at 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Critters, Crafts, and Cooking 4-H Club will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. So what? What's wrong, Fido? Did Timmy fall down the well again? What? You mean you don't want this dog food? You want a different dog food? Okay, so you want Northwest Naturals raw diets for dogs, sold locally only at the Health Nut? Wait, wait, you want some A-plus Answers raw goat milk formula with raw honey and organic cinnamon? And they have Northwest Naturals for cats too? You guys stay right here. I'm going to the Health Nut in Sheridan's Fifth Street Mall right now. Are you a Main Street business in Sheridan that's concerned about the upcoming Main Street road construction project? Have you thought about how you're going to keep people coming into your store? Why not use the radio that you're listening to right now to let people know that you're open about any specials that you're running? Sheridan Media is currently running advertising specials for any Main Street business located between Dow and Coffeen from April to October during the duration of the construction season. We'll also have special rates for the Country Bounty. If you want to learn more and you know that you do, contact me, Julie Chadwick, at julie at sheridanmedia.com. Or me, Shauna Olson, at 752-1561 for more information. Sheridan Media is an employee-owned, Sheridan-based company that cares deeply about our clients, and we want to do what we can to keep our community moving during this time. We look forward to speaking to you about this exciting opportunity. This Mother's Day, I'm taking Mom to Solitude Day Spa so she'll feel refreshed, rejuvenated, and celebrated for the beauty she is. And if you want to take your Ma to the spa, enter the Take Ma to the Spa sweepstakes at SheridanMedia.com. You could win two $150 gift certificates to Solitude Day Spa, and you can enter once a day through May 10th. Take Ma to the Spa sweepstakes at SheridanMedia.com. Hi, this is Christy Kinghorn with Buffalo Realty, and let's talk about Nine to Smith Court. This lake resort oasis on 5.16 acres overlooks Lake DeSmith. The layout of this four-bedroom, three-bath home has a master bedroom suite with a walk-in closet and master bath, nice office and three more bedrooms, and two more bathrooms. A large kitchen with an island separates the living room and the family room. Call me, Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. 
Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. On May 12th, the Wyo Performing Arts and Education Center and the Civic Theater Guild will present the Wyo CTG co-production of Noises Off. With me in the studio this morning is the director of Noises Off, Dan Cole, actors Aaron Odom and Samantha Joe Jacob, and executive director of the Wyo Theater, as well as the production stage manager for Noises Off, Aaron Butler. Now, Samantha, mm-hmm. do you remember, or do you can you just draw out for me the first moment you knew I wanted to be an actor? Well, it, it goes kind of way back. I've been acting since I was 11, so just kind of shy of 20 years. I remember uh, my mother put me in um, a production of this really lame <laughs> cowboy play called Catastrophe Kate uh, from the Performing Arts Workshop. I love Catastrophe. I love Catastrophe. <laughs> oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah. And I just didn't want to do it. I was kind of a rebellious kid and just didn't like other people telling me what to do, which is kind of like the point of theater. People tell you what to do so you look good. But then, like, we came out on the stage, like this whole group of kids and me, and I was just blown away by, like, this huge group of people just watching us. And it was just kind of like an adrenaline rush. Yeah. Like, and I remember just, even though I almost didn't want to do it. I kept going back year after year after year to performing arts workshop. It was a summer program just to keep getting the adrenaline rush and just kind of going through school. I mean, you kind of figure out what you want to do in life. And I just kind of realized I wasn't really good at anything (laughs) (laughs) academically. But it was like, no, when I'm on the stage, I am 100% in my element and I, love doing it and maybe this is just something that I just want to pursue because I feel like it's the only thing I'm good at. I just love the I love the adrenaline of it. I love the emotion behind it. I love getting a reaction out of audience whether it's laughter or cheers or crying or even anger sometimes where I I just love getting that reaction. Maybe it's the um the attention seeking kid in me still, but yeah, that's 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 kind of where it was, where it began. You know, I've I've often credited actors uh, who end up making me hate them because you know you don't hate the actor. Yeah. You know that, that's the whole point is good the actor. Point. Good point. I love this. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but the actor is so good that now you just loathe that character that they played, and and for those who can separate that, you know, because we we all have the internet, we all know that there are those who cannot separate the actor from the character but for those who can you got to take a step back and realize they're good like they are they are good at exactly what they set out to do i'm supposed to loathe this individual and they've made me do it you know and and that to me is a testament of a great actor and i think maybe that's why i'm drawn towards villains Oh yeah, oh, it's why we're all villains. Villains have the most fun, man. Oh, absolutely, oh. absolutely, and they and they can be so you know multi-dimensional. Um, now I know noises off, or I'm assuming noises off doesn't really have a villain, but I was just kind of playing on that idea that you know if if you're if you're good at what you do, like you can make them love you, or you can make them loathe you, and and that 
is a good actor, even if you come out of that play going, man, I did not like that person. I just <laughs> did not like that person. And you're like, perfect, because that's exactly what I was going for. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, what would you say, when you, when you have to draw for inspiration on that stage, is it just the rush itself? Is it just the reaction? Or do you reach somewhere and find fire? Um, I think about the story. I think about, okay, what's my part in the story? What can I bring to the stage? How can I, even if it's just the smallest part imaginable, how can I make that part just pop on the stage, just stand out and be memorable and act like I contributed to the story, even in this, this, the smallest way? Yeah. And I do a lot of, um, I guess, I kind of call it a bit of meditation before I go on stage, just trying to... Like, really get into, okay, what am I going on stage for? What is my motivation? What is my... And this definitely sounds like an acting class. <laughs> no, but <laughs> and, um, that's what I want. That's I'm, I'm... Yeah, just like, what am I doing here? And how can I just sell it? Yeah. You know, how can I fully embody this person that is not me? Sometimes in any way, shape, or form. And just... it's It's really fun for me to be somebody else <laughs> it's really fun to just go out and betray a character that is either totally not me or that i relate to even in the smallest way it's fun to just go out there and just be this version of myself now aaron i think back on moments when i've done acting junior high and and previous but i always kind of psyched myself out to commit, Mm. you know, and I think a lot of people like, well, what Samantha was just saying, she gets in her zone Mm -hmm. and she commits to that part Mm -hmm. and that's what sells it. That's now I'm bought in. Mm -hmm. How often do we see people who just, they're too nervous about being cool? Oh man. Uh, well, it, it kind of harkens back to what Sammy was saying. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not seeing it so much in this show. And, you know, my many years doing this on stage and in various uh, formats, uh, you will see people who are looking for that high yeah. of, of just the appreciation from the audience. And they're not paying respect to the show or their other actors or anything that, you know, uh, but like I said, that's not happening here. I mean, it, this has been such a fantastic cast to work with as far as commitment to character, to understanding of character. I mean, the great thing about this show is it is the like ultimate farce. Uh, you know, Michael Frayn wrote this as like a combination of everything that makes farces wonderful and just put them all in a blender and let's see what happens. I mean, um, Dan, I'm sorry, I'm not going to give too much of the plot away, but no, uh, you know, my character is the director of the play within the play. So basically, I'm trying to put all of these incredibly neurotic actor types on stage and get them to just do a play, which when you say it like that sounds simple. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but... I mean, even at the very first moment, the the character that we first see on stage is supposed to be this, I hesitate to use the word, but I think it works, kind of a washed up older actress who may be at the end of her career and trying to squeeze out one more hit before she, you know, blows off in the wind. Yeah. Uh, And in the first five minutes, 
you know, what what Dan had been talking about, we want this to go fast, we want it to go, because there is a certain rhythm that makes this show work. There is a pace that makes this show work. And within the first minute and a half, she stops about six times and ruins that rhythm. So there's my character trying to go, all we need to do is just finish the play tonight, and that's all we need to do. And none of them can do that. Yeah. <laughs> so in essence, you were talking about um, uh, Aaron Butler and I were just sitting here going, uh, you know, when you said there's not really a villain. I'm like, no, I, I, I guess say I, kind of, is. I kind of am. Yeah, you are. But all I'm doing is trying to ask these people to do the job that I, I cast them to do. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Just get up there and do the part. And they all let their own specific neuroses or uh, personalities get in the way. And each one of them has come, has done such a great job of embodying that neurosis or personality trait. I mean, Sammy here, uh, you know, this is just going to be a draw to come see it. Um, her part is written for a man. And uh, Dan did a pretty brilliant piece of directing here by going, no, let's let's see if 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 a woman would work because the way Sa- the way mm-hmm. Sammy plays it is so much different, but lends itself to the show really well. But the character is this uh, <laughs> person who has a reputation for letting alcohol addiction become something of a problem. She's a drunk. Uh, well, hey, let's, let's watch it. That some people consider that a disability. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, uh, and therefore is unreliable. Also uh, selectively deaf. Yeah. <laughs> so some things we Very can hear, selective. some things we can't hear. Um, and, and so it becomes problematic when, when you can't even have a, th- a thorough line of communication or expect this person to show up when they're supposed to. So, you know, for, for a director, like... All of these character, uh, all of these characters you're watching on stage, the audience is going to fall in love with them. They're like, "Oh, I have a, a, a sibling like that," or "Gosh, there's somebody I work with who's just like that." And here's me going, "Stop being the person you are and be the thing I'm asking you to be." So I guess, yeah, I'm the villain. Yeah, yeah. Well, the villain never thinks that they're the villain. No, I'm doing the right thing. That's the brilliant part. <laughs> so, Aaron, where, when was it when you realized the stage oh, is for me? Oh no. Okay, how much time do we? Um, Okay, I'm going to tell a really embarrassing story about me, and people who have been in uh, Sheridan or the Bighorn area for a long time might remember this, but my acting bug bit me in fifth grade when my my class was... Uh, assigned to put on a production of James and the Giant Peach. Ah, great production. Oh, yeah. Cool. And I'm like, oh, I guess, you know, maybe I could be James. I was not James. So I'm like, okay, I guess, I, I guess I'll just put myself into whatever I'm going to be. They cast me as the earthworm. Ooh. <laughs> So he's he's, he's nerdy, isn't he? Like he's uh, oh he's he's very nebbishy. He's very uh, you know like I'm, I'm I'm very worried about everything that's going on. But then I asked the asked the teachers. I'm like, well, you know, it's a British novel. Can we can we have British accents? And they're like, well, I suppose. But nobody else is having them. I'm like, I'm doing it. So. <laughs> And from then on, it was like every time I came on stage, everybody's like, yes, British accent kid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I'm like, maybe there's something to this acting thing that I want to keep doing it. And yeah, I mean, there is a, an element to it where you're like, I, it's kind of fun to get that attention. But, you know, as you learn and grow, you're like, OK, so this is actually something for the audience to come and get something strong out of. Yeah. Really. I mean, this play, I, I would say a big message of it is if you think you have it bad at work when things go wrong uh, you have no idea 
I mean, not only is our stuff going completely wrong, but people are paying to come watch it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, in in essence, there there is that fun pressure. I mean, one of my favorite adages, I think I just did an episode on my podcast about this, um, but uh, one of my favorite adages about comedy is when you're sitting in the audience, the reason things on stage are funny is because it's pain that's not happening directly to you right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> everybody on that stage is in various states of stress or discomfort or strife and we're watching them going how are they going to get out of this and sometimes they do sometimes they don't it's just fun to watch them scramble you know so, so where do you find your fire like when you, when, when fire? you sit and you're like okay i got a part i've i've got to develop this character what do you draw from people well, that you know or well for me it it, it depends on the role of course. Um, it, it, one thing that I always adhere to when I'm doing a show um, is the same thing about every part that you play is you. You're the thing in every part that you play. So you come in with your own unique sets of character traits and abilities. I mean, several years ago for The Carriage House, I did a play called Bakersfield Mist in which I, I played a part that was written for like an 80-year-old art expert. And at the time, I'm like, I'm just pushing 40, so I'm like, how do I play this? So we invented a way for like this character to be kind of in his early 50s, but art has been his entire life, so he hasn't really lived. And so it, it sounded like somebody with that kind of experience, you know, but it still had to come from me. Yeah. Like, I couldn't just transform myself at the carriage house into an 80-year-old character. But um, for this one, the, you know, uh, Dan asked, uh, okay, can we try a British accent? I said, absolutely. Earthworm, here we go again. <laughs> um, but uh, then another adage that I like to think about all the time is everything you need to know about your character is already in the script. So with this one, I went, okay, so he's a director. What we know about him is after this show, he's got another professional show lined up. So he's a director with some clout. And so there's pressure there. There's pressure because anything that you do could potentially be your last show. Yeah. So, okay. So now I've got to make sure that this show works well. And if it wasn't for all these yutzes getting on stage and having all of their own little issues, I would be having the time of my life, but I'm not. <laughs> so, I mean, the fire just comes from, I mean, there are those actors out there who try to like 100% completely transform themselves and lose themselves in the character. And that's, uh, you know, I, I suppose it's appropriate for certain roles. Um, for this one, I didn't need to become somebody else. It's yeah. just, I would say, you know, uh, hey, MCU fans, we're all familiar with multiverses at this point. I would say in another universe somewhere, this is a version of me. So that's that's kind of where I draw and and once you get that once you just go you know it's just me I'm just being me up there then you know I mean it's easy is not well, it? well on the other hand that kind of terrifies a lot of people they're like go on stage well what do I do you're like, well, be yourself <laughs> <laughs> when I when I first got this this gig here um, I can remember Tommy B uh, you know yeah. he sat me down and he talked to me and he said don't be a character be yourself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just go in there and be Floyd and everything will work out just fine. And so I haven't, you know, bothered to be anybody else and it seems to be going pretty good. So. <laughs> well, you're really good at it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I certainly appreciate it. All right. After the break, we'll have more with the cast of Noises Off. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. 
Sheridan. Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Critters, Crafts, and Cooking 4-H Club will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Spring is in the air and it's time to start fresh but if you're struggling with chronic pain it can be tough to enjoy the season that's why you need to see dr colin hardy at atlas chiropractic get your spring started off right dr hardy is a licensed and experienced chiropractor who can help you achieve optimal health and wellness whether you're dealing with back pain headaches or joint stiffness he has the knowledge and expertise to help you get back to feeling your best at Atlas Chiropractic, they believe that a healthy spine is the foundation of a healthy body. That's why they offer a range of services, including chiropractic adjustments, massage therapy, and nutritional counseling to help you achieve total wellness. Atlas Chiropractic, 672-6000, your partner in natural health and wellness. Get your spring started right with Dr. Colin Hardy. Call 672-6000. Welcome to Hammer Creek. Hi, this is Jill Bates with the Best Real Estate Team. Excited to tell you about two of our new listings. We have two beautiful homes nestled in this four-home cul-de-sac at the back of Woodland Creek Estates. We have a ranch-style four-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath with over 2,200 square feet, as well as a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath, two-and-a-half-story home with over 2,600 feet, both for only $699.9. To learn more about these homes and all your real estate needs, whether buying or selling, call 675-BEST or go online at bestwy.net. Make it a great day. Proudly brokered by eXp. Are you a good listener? Has anyone ever accused you of being a problem solver? Someone who likes to help others have success? If so, Sheridan Media would like to talk to you. Have you ever posted something on social media that had all your friends and family laughing? Have you ever fought off a bear? If so, let's talk. Not necessarily about bears, we just think that would be a cool story. Here at Sheridan Media, we have a ton of fun helping businesses grow and we could use some more help. We're looking for an advertising and marketing professional. You'll earn a base salary plus commission and receive benefits like health, dental, and retirement. So if you or someone you know has marketing and advertising experience or any of the previously mentioned skills, please send your resume to jim at sheridanmedia.com. That's jim at sheridanmedia.com. Sheridan Media is an employee-owned and equal opportunity employer. Are you a Main Street business in Sheridan that's concerned about the upcoming Main Street road construction project? Have you thought about how you're going to keep folks coming to your location? Why not use the radio that you're listening to right now? Let people know that you're open or about any special deals you're running. Sheridan Media is currently running advertising specials for any Main Street business located between Dow and Coffeen from April to October during the duration of the construction season. We also have special rates for the Country Bounty. If you want to learn more, and you know that you do, contact me, Aaron Linden, at 752-5961. Or me, Sue Engelhart, 
at 763-0097 for more information. Sheridan Media is an employee-owned, Sheridan-based company that cares deeply about Sheridan. And we want to do what we can to keep the community moving during this time. We look forward to speaking to you about this exciting opportunity. The annual Michael Phillips Memorial Golf Tournament, presented locally by the Cowboy Joe Club, Ford, E-Men, and First Interstate Bank, tees off at 1 p.m. on Friday, June 2nd at the Powderhorn Golf Club in Sheridan. Courtesy of Ford Motor Company, you could qualify for the overall prize of $1,000 and a trip with the Cowboy football team. This event is currently sold out. To register for the wait list, please call 307-766-6242. Oh, I'm just along for the ride. All right, good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. On May 12th, the Wild Performing Arts and Education Center and the Civic Theater Guild will present the co-production of Noises Off. And with me in the studio this morning is the director of Noises Off, Dan Cole, actors Aaron Odom and Samantha Joe Jacob, and executive director of the Wyo Theater, as well as the production stage manager for Noises Off, Aaron Butler. Now, Aaron, what are the duties of a production stage manager? Well, you know, you keep saying it like that, and it's, you're making it sound very important. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, I mean, it's really just stage management. So it's it's a lot of um, helping to schedule, helping to wrangle, helping to keep track of things, um, and making sure that all the the production teams, i.e., costume, set, lighting, sound, um, communicate well together. Um, it's just a lot of of administrative work, which I happen to be okay at. Coordination. Yeah. Now, Dan was talking about how many moving parts are involved in this entire thing. When it comes to producing, uh, is it is it somewhat the same role? Because, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm 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 kind of guessing on this one just on what I've read in the past. A producer basically pays for the production, right? To to get made, and they make sure that hey, if you need a ceiling guy or a tile guy or or a stage guy, I'm going to go find them for you. I'm going to pay them, we're going to cut a deal, and they're going to come in. Is that somewhat of what a theater stage manager does? Uh, not necessarily, but I get the privilege of being both for this show. <laughs> so, As the because, executive, yeah, yeah. Exactly, so I get to make those decisions, which is actually kind of great. Um, no, I mean, typically the stage manager really is the person who uh, just makes sure that things are really ultimately the, the, the most important job of the stage manager is to give the director um, the ability to, to create their creative world and have their creative process without dealing with minutia. Um, so that ultimately that's the stage manager is there to deal with the minutia so the director can do their job, which is to be creative um, and, and, you know, put on a great show. You're, you're there to put out fires. Uh, well, to, uh, to avoid them. Ah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> fire prevention. Yeah, no, no to fire, see the please. smoke long before flames arrive. We don't need those. No. Now, Here's as, another draw. If you want to see what a stage manager does, come see the show. There is a character. Yeah, a character. Yeah, stage yeah, yeah. You can exactly. learn the role while uh-huh. watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as he, as and, he, and I do want to add, too, because I'm not just that there are two of us that are helping in this capacity, and, and Joey Walker is my, my counterpart. 
You got now. So, how would you divide those duties up? Would you guys sit around and basically say, "Okay, I'm covering this today. You get that." Um, mostly I do a lot more of sort of the administrative note taking meeting running thing. And he does a lot more of the physical movement of the stage activity. So he's much better, um, on stage, you know, understanding where things need to go when, and I just, i have the time and the capacity to, to do more of the administrative part of it. So as the executive director of the YO theater, do you often jump into these types of roles for productions or is this a rarity i try really hard not to yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh no you know this is so my background is in the stage management that's what i have my degree in uh and i haven't done it in, in quite a while but i i tend to enjoy working with the director of this particular production oh thank you uh-huh <laughs> so so i you know i like to help when i can in in that way now how many people are performing in this play completely? Uh, there's 20 people cast. How many in the background? We've got so light people. There are only there's there's a, 10, a cast of nine. Or nine. Nine, yeah, yeah. Nine, nine, nine. There were 20 that auditioned, but nine people got cast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, who's uh, running lights? Uh, yes, yeah, so we have a really fabulous, um, in addition to a fabulous cast, we have a fabulous tech team. Of course, we have Verl Averett, who's our technical director, and he's he's our sound engineer. He also helped conceptualize this incredible set that you're going to see. It is remarkable. One of the coolest things I've ever seen on our stage, and I am not actually kidding. Um, and then Ross Maynard, who is the assistant technical director at the Y. He's also our lighting designer. And then, of course, Paul Jolovich, who built the set. Um it is a feat of engineering, is it not? It's amazing. Oh it's a literally it a definitely built by an set. engineer. Yeah, yeah. Yes. it's it's pretty incredible. It has to flip three times in three different ways. It's two stories and it has eight doors. Wow! So it gives you a sense of the enormity. But Paul is brilliant, and we are grateful for him. And of course, um, Ron Butler also helped him with the the set. Um, Jeannie Hall is our incredible costumer and Ooh. set decorator, and. Um, Love you, Yeah, she's the best. And Demetra DeGaulle has stepped up to be our props mistress for this production. So. Not that easy. Was not, no small job. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The number of flowers and sardines and... Whiskey uh, bottles. Uh, whiskey bottles and, uh, I mean... Bags, boxes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and find those and make those look authentic. Yeah. Now, Aaron, was there anything that really, really challenged you during the production of, of this play? Um, yes. So <laughs> Dan alluded to the, the you know, sort of this idea that this is a really, really challenging, very physical piece of comedy. Um, I have personally never worked on anything like this. Act two is legitimately just stage directions. It's like a dance. Okay. It's so the it's craziest like a thing I've ever done. It's like a mm -hmm. choreographed dance. You in, you out, you over yeah. here. Then it's just actions. Yeah. Running, falling, slipping, jumping, just... Oh my gosh, it's it's intense. It nearly kills us every time. So how did you deal with that, Aaron? Well, how did you fortunately, meet that? I didn't have to make those decisions, but it was just it was um, it was a long process. I mean, you know, we've been working on this show for longer than we normally would for a, a production because of the challenges. And Act Two alone, I think, took us three weeks to block. It wow. was literally it was, like it was hard. Four pages at a time. Wow. Because, yeah. Because of the coordination. Hours. Yeah. So, 
I'm going to go around the room just real quick. I don't have a lot of time left, but I'm going to start with you, Aaron. Tell me one thing that this experience has taught you. Would you like me to come back to you? I would. All right. That's a big question. Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) One thing this experience has taught me, patience. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Because uh, as we were just alluding to, with all of the moving parts and everything, you know, sometimes the wheels can completely grind to a halt and nobody has any idea why. Yeah. And you're going, oh, it's because this person didn't bring this one thing on that cues the whole next five minutes of stuff. And okay, we got to go back and do that again. And then we got to do it three more times just to make sure that we have it down. Right. And that's that's not necessarily like, you know, somebody with a whip at your back. It's like everybody's agreeing to it and going, yep, this is what we need in order to do our job right. So this has been a big deal of patience and everybody understanding, look at this hard work that is a challenge for even the most professional of actors. And somehow, you know, with our daily lives of all of our nine to five jobs, our families, uh, everything else we have going on, why don't you come and do this incredibly hard play? Absolutely. <laughs> Samantha, how about you? Um, for me, it's probably perseverance. I'm already a pretty um, determined person, but this show has taught me a lot about how to push my own physical boundaries, how to push my acting boundaries, and just kind of how to just keep going on, especially during that second act. It's just, you know, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going, and really just kind of taught me about how far I can push myself and how... I can even just motivate others to keep going because like like Odom touched on, we all have our own, you know, outside lives that are kind of crashing down on us. And we just kind of had to be reminded of why we signed up in the first place. And it's just our love of doing this. And as long as we keep pushing that forward, we're good. Dan, this play has humbled me, like literally humbled me. I walked into this project like I'm going to kill this. And uh, it's was hard. Yeah. It yeah. Killed you. I did that. No, it didn't kill me and I'm glad we're going to succeed and put it on. Well, we still have to do more humbled me. We're, we're going to work on it. You got there, but the road was bumpy. Yeah. And yeah. I knew it was going to be bumpy. But Aaron, I got I got 1 minute. Yeah, so I'm going to say that I have taken away a, a renewal of joy in teamwork. Um and and working together as groups and humans to create something that's that's really bigger than than any of us singularly so it's that's it's, great it's been fun all right i've got to go where do i pick up tickets yotheater.com all right you've been listening to public pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 fm sheridan like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Critters, Crafts, and Cooking 4-H Club will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. This is Dan Marshall with Captain clean. While dirty ductwork and carpet doesn't necessarily mean unhealthy air in your home, school, or workplace, they may be contributing to larger health issues or harboring contaminants that could cause serious problems 
for people with respiratory health conditions, autoimmune disorders, or environmental allergies. Call Captain Clean today for your free HVAC and free carpet cleaning estimate. It's 100% free. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. In this day and age, everyone's looking for a great value deal. Well, look no further than your locally owned McDonald's. The $3.50 value deal is available at your McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Choose from a McDouble, hot and spicy, or six-piece chicken McNuggets, plus a small fry for $3.50. Now that is a value. Don't forget to download the McDonald's app for even more great deals. Look no further for a great value deal than your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Are you tired of dodging potholes and feeling every bump in the road? Don't let your vehicle suffer any longer. Call Waring Chevrolet and make an appointment. Hi, this is Chris Hayden. We will set the alignment and check the wear on your tires, steering, and suspension systems using our state-of-the-art Hunter alignment machine. Whether you drive a car, truck, or SUV, our expert technicians will make sure you are up and running smoothly. So don't wait. Call to make an appointment. Waring Sheridan Chevrolet, 107 East Alger, or call 674-6419. Are you ready, Wyoming? 40. Yes, 40 of the top PRCA bull riders and some seriously ranked bulls will be in Buffalo, Wyoming, Saturday, May 20th at the Johnson County Fairgrounds. Competed to qualify for the NFR. It's a great night of vendors, food, and tons of high-energy bucking with an after-party in the Cowboy Saloon. Get your tickets online at foreverwest.events or at the gate. For updates, like us on Facebook at Forever West Productions for updates. Jackalopes explore ghosts. Why would a ghost make noises like that? People mess with each other, so there's no reason why ghosts can't do the same thing. Or is it just like, yeah. I want you to know I'm here? Maybe, yeah. Have any of you actually seen a baby acknowledge somebody in the room that's not there? Yeah. And animals? Yeah, fixated yeah, they, they, on If it's yeah. a cat, they still well, know yeah. nothing anyway. You can't trust cats. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you can't no, trust cats ever. For no reason at all. Yeah. Horrible yeah. people, cats. <laughs> Horrible people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. Jackalopes explore at podcastwyoming.com. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930, KROE, Sheridan. KROE.